Welcome back to DQB Does, the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network movie review show where we stutter like Paul Giamatti in this movie. With me this evening is my co-host, Russell. There was no special sword in this movie, and I'm upset about it. <laughs> uh, we also have Dave. Hi. And there's only like 10 minutes of water in this movie, too. <laughs> so it doesn't really... I don't think you're counting the sprinklers, bro. The sprinklers oh, there were was going sprinklers. Like the whole movie. Yeah, so there's 12 minutes. Oh. <laughs> well, 12 minutes of water. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, we're going to do Lady in the Water this week. Um, 2006 PG-13, hour and 50 minutes. Uh, I have a problem with this movie being PG-13. It should have been R for nudity. <laughs> yeah. Because we should have seen Paul Giamatti's Fat Hog. <laughs> Big old dangler. Uh, so M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan joint. Yes, um, so, <laughs> whoa. Basically, it's about a it's about a sea nymph that shows up in an apartment complex where Paul Giamatti is Cleveland Heap, the uh, super, um, and he keeps getting mad because somebody's swimming at night, and he finds this girl that got attacked by something. And takes her in, uh, and uh, yeah. So there's a weird. <laughs> That's pretty M, M Night movie. So yeah. Can... <laughs> uh, the 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 movie is fucking whack, yo. Um, the it's based on, or it's not based on, but it's about like this bedtime story, this Korean bedtime story of like men and sea nymphs. Like the men of earth and sea nymphs of the water, like Nar- narfs. 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 Well, she calls them. They're like sea nymphs, but um, or they are sea nymphs, but they're called narfs. Yeah. Um. I, th- I think narf is the is is the the the, the word from third language. Yeah. And whatever. Like we call we in Europe call them nymphs. I always thought it was the cat from Thundercats. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> snarf. Snarf. Um. <laughs> So they, they, uh, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> the sea nymphs like know the future of men and like they worked together to survive better. And then like men's greed drove them inland from the sea and they like lost the connection that they had with the sea nymphs, but the sea nymphs are trying again. So that's why this one shows up. Uh, and it turns out she's a, uh, a madam nymph or yeah madam, yeah madam which nymph, is like a which queen, queen. Yeah. um and uh she doesn't know so she's got to find the guy that she's supposed to help and uh he lives in the apartment building but it's not paul giamatti it's m night Shyamalan, which is ridic- ridiculous like he gave himself a huge part in this movie and i that was one of the things that i really didn't like about it um Cause he's not not a great actor, uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Um, so it, it has like this whole like prophecy about uh, different people that are supposed to help her, and Paul G- is like she knows fucking nothing. Like it's ridiculous how clueless this magic creature is about what's going on and is what's supposed to happen. She's like, yeah. There's like these four things, but you got to find them. I'm just going to lay here and die. Like, okay, cool. 
So she, Paul, does, she doesn't want to break the rules, bro. Uh, 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 so Paul Giamatti has to find these four people, but he picks all the wrong people at first uh, and almost gets her killed by a grass dog. Um, a scrunt. Yeah, it's a cunt. All right. Um, uh, and uh, it's got poison claws and it's not supposed to attack her once she finds the guy, but it does anyway. And, you know, maybe because she's a queen and is trying to kill the queen, but they don't know that she's a queen, but that's the only reason they can think of that it would attack her, even though she found M. Night and... Oh my god. So they try to set up like a staying operation basically to stop this cunt from killing her and uh <laughs> they fuck up because none of the people they chose are the right people and then they immediately figure out who the right people are upon upon realizing that they fucked up and the only person that dies is the new guy in the apartment building uh in the whole movie one guy dies and it's and it's like this ridiculous meta scene of him like being like oh this is the part of the movie where the annoying character dies but maybe it doesn't because if it's a pg movie and it's family friendly then maybe i i escape and uh you know they make reference of me later and i make a, a drastic turnaround in my character but no he dies even though it is pg-13 you, you yeah i did not the like most that important part all. about that character that it was awful. That he's a movie critic. Yeah, he's a movie critic. Yeah, I know. <sighs> uh, this, this comes on the. This is important. This the, is the this more is I important. talk about this movie, I, the more I dislike it. This this is important, and it's only like five minutes into this episode. <laughs> this movie comes on to the heels of M Night Shyamalan receiving bad reviews. Bad reviews. Yeah, and he's so like, that's... okay, so my next movie, I'm gonna kill a movie critic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm proud of it. <laughs> Take that, movie critics. <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys. You're all boring. Um, this movie's boring, bud. Uh, but anyway, Oof. it sure is. Uh, I didn't expect to like defend defend this movie, but keep going. Uh, anyway, uh, so then they find the right people, and then they like save her, and then there's like these. This part didn't make any sense to me. A bunch of Groots came out of the trees, which they said they looked like monkeys, which they sort of looked like monkeys in the face, and they acted like monkeys, but they looked like Groot, which, you know, this was before Groot in the movies, but, you know, Groot's been around since forever in, in the comic yeah. books, but whatever. Anyway, um, it, in the story, they were born pure evil, so why are they protecting the sea nymph? Because... The evil idea is of, justice what <laughs> uh that's not my takeaway was the idea that anybody inherently or, or anybody or anybody or thing i guess uh that is um like has the nature of ruling over others is uh inherently evil. inherently evil yeah that was my takeaway okay. from that but they were born so evil that they drug away their own parents and killed them in the forest. Yeah. But they're the the protectors of the law. Was that a comment on police brutality? 
I don't know what the fuck is going on in this movie. But anyway, those like show up at the very end and stop stop the cunt from killing the sea nymph. And she gets away and we see like a giant fucking eagle that they've been talking about for three quarters of the movie finally show up and take her away. And, you know. To Mordor. To Mordor. She's going to drop the one... uh paperweight that she stole from someone into Mount Doom. <laughs> Dude, that was on someone's desk and M. Knight walked by and was like, oh, that'd do. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what this movie is so whack. Like, the... That's basically the movie, by the way. That's the plot. Uh, if you're just as confused as yeah. we are, then you're tuning in. Like, You've tuned I, in. I get it. Like, I understand what happened uh i don't really i mean like they sort of touch on some like you know like morals and themes and stuff yeah but it doesn't really like push any of them right Um, and and some of the ones that i thought would be like really important were literally like two scenes and that was it like the big one i or i thought it was going to be the big one was that Paul Giamatti's a superintendent, right? At this at this apartment building, but he really is like a doctor that gave up being a doctor because he couldn't handle being around people like trying to save them because his uh wife and kids were murdered by a burglar and he wasn't there to save them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like okay, that's a really strong super tropey but really strong like character motivation to like use later and they used it in the climax of the movie. And that was the only time that was really used. It was was brought up a couple times and it, and it's, and it's not like you have any idea. It's, it's not like uh set up before that, before it's just dumped on you the first time. Right. Cause like, yeah, you see him like pull this thing down and fall asleep with it. And then he puts it back and then in like, you know, 20 minutes into the movie, uh, story, which is the narf, the sea nymph, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, she gets it down and reads it and it's like his diary and she's like, oh, wow, this is so sad. Your whole family was killed by a robber and you used to be a doctor and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Out of fucking nowhere. And like it, there was no real setup to it. Yeah. Until up to that point, and it was just like, here's the info dump. We're gonna info dump, and then we're gonna like, you know, be like, hey, you remember how he used to be a doctor and his family's dead? Like twice through the movie, and then at the end, it's like, hey, that was really important, but only for this one scene, and then we're gonna forget about it again. What the fuck? Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> I didn't hate the movie i didn't hate it but i have, everything you brought up makes yeah i also agree with yeah it's just i have serious problems with some of the writing like all the acting i thought was actually pretty good yeah yeah paul and, giamatti is always great i love paul yeah, giamatti paul giamatti's fantastic he's i mean shoot him up isn't his fault uh and neither is amazing spider-man 2 we're love, doing shoot him up I no we're not shoot him up fuck that movie I'll Such do it, but I'm just going to say fuck <laughs> that movie the whole time. Just like if we were going to do The Happening, which we're not doing The Happening. 
Because fuck that movie. I'm okay with not doing the happening. I would like to do shoot 'em up at some point. I'll do any movie. Have you seen The Happening? No. I You're going to regret saying that. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen some pretty terrible shit, my guy. <laughs> you want to see the most boring, fucking stupid movie you've ever seen that like has promised to be something worth a fuck and isn't? That's The Happening. The Happening. Like, oh my god. I'm, not, I'm, I'm done talking about it. But this okay. movie, this Lady movie. in the Water. So... I I understand not liking this movie. Yeah. Like I get that. I do. Um but I it's a fairy tale. Like this yes. the, the movie yeah. is a fairy tale and it's a fairy tale. I would say that it is a fairy tale with depth. Uh unlike with modern depth that most fairy tales lack. Um because all your character, well, specifically Paul Giamatti's character, not all your characters, but Paul Giamatti's character, you get a lot of, you get the background information. Right. And it does come in the form of, of a weird exposition dump, but I thought it worked. Um, it's a weird, like, the problem that I had with it was that it was a weird exposition dump that was just, like, two sentences. Yeah, well, so that's that's kind of where I'm going with this is like so so M Night Shyamalan is this is, is it's a twist. Like it's what he does. So the way I felt the movie was put together is you're expecting the entire time cuz all these characters no one questions anything. Which no. like I didn't hate but n- no one at any point in time Super is weird. like Yeah, and no one in this movie is like well, I don't think any of Su- this is true. Well, the the Korean chick, what the fuck was Su Loon? Uh, that's not right. God damn it! What was her name? Uh, Young Soon Choi. Yeah. Uh, she asked him why he was asking about it. Yeah. Until like he told her that it was like it's actually happening, and then she was just like, okay. Like, yeah. everybody was just like, yeah, this is cool, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. the issue I had. Everyone was like, okay, this makes all sense. Yeah. yeah. It's not weird at all. Like, the potheads, yeah, okay, the potheads were just <laughs> like, dude, bro, <laughs> I knew it already, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I knew something whack was going on, bro. And, like, you know, but, like, everybody else, I was just like, you know, these people are going to be like, you're fucking crazy. Get out of my fucking apartment. Yeah. So, I, I thought that was interesting. Up until the end, and then I understood. I was like, oh, okay. So, like, you're waiting. It's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. And at this point in time, by this movie had come out, you know. You're like, there's a twist. There's gonna be a twist. Yeah. And the twist was that Paul Giamatti was actually the healer and not the guardian. And the little boy was actually the... Interpreter. uh, Interpreter and not his father. and uh the 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 pro- i do have a, a couple of problems um yeah. reggie's like i'm only working out one side of my body i thought was going to be important <laughs> and it wasn't it was and just, i feel like it should have been important yeah like it's just wacky guy yeah and like I, I had an issue with that i didn't have an issue with him being the guardian so there was there was like this one line that should have told you exactly who the guardian was but they like glossed over it and just assumed that Paul was the 
guardian because mm. it said something about somebody that does a mundane thing but is examining it in a weird way or something yes and that was like exactly what uh reggie explained he was doing that he yeah. was doing a science experiment where he only worked out one side of his body and he was examining like what it was doing to him and stuff like so they could have done anything else that wasn't completely batshit crazy yeah, and it would have made way more sense, yeah. right. <laughs> or something that you can actually do. Like, yeah, and he did, like, but it was just so wild, like him doing that and the way he looked. And that, then it hadn't, you know, he didn't like fucking javelin the scunt or anything. Yeah, well, I thought he was gonna have to like put his arms in like two holes, and one was a skinny hole, and one was a bigger hole, yeah. or like something, just really fucking anything to make it relevant what he was doing, other than just it being the mundane thing right um so the so the twists i thought were interesting like paul giamatti's wrong he's got the wrong characters you know i i knew the little boy was gonna end up being the interpreter because right. he was fucking wild and it was weird yeah every time he was he, in a scene he was like interpreting stuff yeah, and everybody's like, like yeah it's the crossword puzzle guy right yeah, yeah. No, it's not this what? kid saying uh, random shit he's about like, he's cereal like, this, box. The cereal box makes me sad. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? And I didn't love when he was just like looking at a bunch of cereal boxes, like to figure out what the fuck. But Dude, they were his tea leaves, bud. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, it was just kind of goofy. And then, so yeah. those were the twists, right? But the entire time, you're like, like because every character just believes what Paul Giamatti is exp- is, is saying. You're expecting the twist to be, oh, none of this is real. He's fucking crazy. He's having a psychotic break because yeah. he couldn't save his wife and kids. That would have been a better movie. And the, I don't think so. I, I, it would have already been done. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it, it would have been like, like, that's what you're expecting. So that, that would have made it a little bit more predictable. Although the twists that did happen, I did feel like were, I didn't even think about him being the healer. I did. I did about halfway through, the, maybe a quarter of the way through the movie, think that Reggie was going to be the guardian, the guardian, yeah, and the kid uh, was going to be the, the kid was going to be the interpreter. Yeah. I did get those, but then at the end, when he's like the healer, I was like, "Oh fuck, yeah, that makes sense." Okay, and then, but I also knew it wasn't going to be. I also knew what he was saying was real. Like I didn't get to watch this movie in 2006, like when it first came out. Like I've already, mm. I already knew that it was fucking weird, and most people didn't like it. Um, I just knew people didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't know because I could have swore seeing the trailer when it came out. I thought it was like a horror movie. So when yeah. I went and watched this, I'm like, this is nothing like I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. So that threw me off for a little bit. Yeah, I thought it was like about like a sea nymph that was fucking with a dude. Yeah, like fucking with his head. Yeah. Um and and I think this was just I think this was like his art house film. Like The Sixth Sense was kind of art housey but it was still like in the genre. It wasn't it didn't yeah. like blow the genre away with its weird Sundance vibe. Mm. And neither did like The Village or Signs or uh, Unbreakable, but like Lady in the Water felt more like something you would go to Sundance and watch. Um and so that was interesting to me. Uh, yeah. And that I, I, I also kind of honestly just feel like after as much like sh- shit had been dumped on him, because um, I don't dislike him as a director. Some of these shots in this movie were no. amazing. Yeah. That's so like so the 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 direction, the acting, and like the effects for the time, 
were like the highlights of this movie for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but like the over like I I I don't know. Like it is kind of boring. Um it is like it's still I still thought it was engaging though. It's just yeah. like it doesn't move very fast and it doesn't move very far. There's one location. Yeah. Um which I enjoy movies that are one location and like, I do the whole too. thing shot there, especially if it's like a room. Or like just one house, like oh, oh yeah. man, reservoir rugs, yep. one yeah. fucking like two rooms basically. Yeah, two rooms and a outside of a fucking warehouse. Uh, it's more than that though, because there's uh, what's fuck's office? So there's at least three rooms. But you get what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I just I I don't know. Like I I have to like I think this like I think this is a good movie. But it's definitely not for everyone. Yeah, I've 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 complained a lot about this movie. But if you're not expecting, if you don't, if you're not like, oh, it's an M Night Shyamalan movie, or if you're not like, oh, it's a horror movie, it's it's an interesting like modern characters dropped into a fantasy story. Yeah, yes, it or does a fantasy have its story, charm. Like dropped into a modern setting. So like, it's it's interesting. And there's like a lot of good acting in it. Um, there's a some detail that is like kind of fucked up to me. Yeah. Like I've I've already talked about it, but uh, I think it's a beautiful movie. Like it's wonderfully shot. Yeah. Um, the effects for the time. I mean, some of it doesn't really hold up. Uh, yeah, and I think but. he was trying. Like, aside from the dog. Um, cause I didn't think the Groots, I didn't think the Groots looked bad. No, they looked fine. Um, the dog at certain times looked, looked kind of rough. And yeah. then when the eagle comes at the end, that was one of my favorite shots because it's shot from under the water. Yes. And I, I felt, I don't know if it was on purpose, like, Hey, I don't think this is going to hold up. Let's shoot it weird. Yeah. Or if it was like, Hey, like this movie's about this pool. Let's shoot it from the pool's perspective. Right. Like, I, I don't know exactly what the motivation was, but that was one of my favorite shots in the whole movie. And I had the I, same exact thought. I expected... <laughs> I was like, wonder if they shot it this way because they knew it looked like shit. I, uh... I, it, like, when I realized the twist wasn't going to be this is all right. in his head or this, whatever, you know, and which at the time, in 2006, is a big deal. Because, mm. like everything coming out around that time you know a bunch of stuff that came out in the last like 10 years uh you know five ten years uh, that was like oh yeah this thing you're gonna watch the whole time is a lie and yeah sometimes it was done well like fight club or fight beautiful club. mind memento. Um, memento and then sometimes it was done very poorly uh which i don't have examples of but <laughs> yeah <laughs> remember try to forget stuff. those um oh uh sucker punch um <laughs> <laughs> why did you there we go oh i forgot about that movie man Tried so, to forget about that i movie. feel like we've been forgot beating up it. Zack snyder for a few episodes uh take that zach <laughs> <laughs> but so i feel like at the time of him writing it and it coming out it was a big deal that it wasn't right like a false narrative right and so, so for me, I mean, it gets points for that because I'm trying to think of think of it as like, hey, this movie came out in 2006. Um, oh yeah, well, that's why I'm not dumping on the special effects. Yeah. Um, 
but that was one of my favorite shots. Uh, and then my favorite, my favorite scene in the movie uh, actually involves M. Night Shyamalan's character, uh, which I, I agree with you. His acting is subpar, especially compared to everyone else in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah it's not great. But I'm also going to like I'm going to excuse it for for two reasons. Uh, one, because I don't think anyone else should have played that character. Uh, I think he should have done what he did. I, 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 uh, and then two, um, every, everyone else in this movie has like experience acting and like at this point he didn't have a whole lot. Yeah. It's like being in front of the cameras isn't necessarily his forte, but the reason I think he should have played that character is because he, so I, I'm, I'm a writer, uh, and there's a weird allegory between himself and this character and like one in like you in his movies, you know, he wants to make an impact. Like since the sixth sense, you know that this guy has wanted to be an impactful director yeah. and like proponent of cinema. Whether or not he's always successful, like we all have our failures, right? Um, the village, uh, we, he is like he wants to be that character he wants and when she's telling him his future um and bryce dallas howard uh also like like i love her in pretty much everything there are some scenes in this where she feels uh stilted um yeah or stunted i would say i i don't i don't i i it's a hard. It's probably a hard character to direct. I would imagine. Um, yeah, I feel like she did one scene and it worked, and they were like, "Yeah, just do that." So then she like lived in that box. Yeah, and it didn't work for some of it. Yeah. Um. So when she's telling him his future, and she's like, "You know, you'll go on. You'll go on to write a book. Uh, and that book will sit on a kid's shelf. Mm. Um. All of all of that scene." felt so fucking profound uh yeah. to me anyway and then you know he comes back later and and his best piece of acting in the movie is when he's talking to her asking about his asking death. about his death and then they never say right like she never really answers it yeah and uh so like i loved both of these scenes and i i don't i don't really think like i think the movie does suffer a little bit from especially compared to everyone else's acting but i think it's worth it knowing that that's m night knowing you know a little bit about him and like i feel for the dude too because like he puts a lot of work into these movies yeah and like he's just been shit on like a lot mm-hmm. like a ton and yeah i don't like some of them i don't love the happening i don't hate the happening but i don't love it i really don't like the village um and like out of his out of his list of movies, those are the two that I think are the worst. Um, yeah, and I hadn't seen this one until this time, mm. and I still think those two are the worst. <laughs> but uh, it there's just I don't know, man. There's a certain charm, like Dave said, that yeah. the movie has, and I I feel like knowing the meta, and there is a lot of meta in the movie. Um, him being that character is meta mm. as fuck. Yeah. Um, I really, I just really enjoyed those, those parts, those pieces. Hmm. I feel, I totally disagree. Um, I feel <laughs> like, a an analog that could act would have made all of that better and it still could have represented him and it would have been fine. Yeah. But I mean, that's just opinion, right? Yeah. 
That's like your opinion, man. Yeah. But I feel like a better actor really would have tied the movie together. Yep. <laughs> we did two references. <laughs> yeah, I I pretty much agree everything with Russell actually. Like I, I didn't think M Knight was great as at acting, but I It made sense. It made sense, yeah. 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 It was awful. Yeah, I didn't like when I after I watched this, I'm like, oh, I wish I wouldn't fucking watch that. No, I I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, I'm also with you, too. When you when it took us, you know, when we took a little covid break, um, listen to the host hole from a couple weeks ago. Uh, We I I agreed with you when you said you were like, okay, that's fine, uh, but I'm not going to watch it again. I don't know, like, I don't think the movie has a lot of rewatchability, right. which is something that I think makes a movie really great. Um, and if I do rewatch it, it's probably going to be, like, a while before I rewatch it. But maybe maybe there is stuff to pick up on a second viewing. I don't know. Yeah. This is, uh, I've only seen it the one time. Yeah. Okay, do you have... Trivia corner, bud. I do have a trivia corner. Let's All right, do let's it. fucking go to down you, to the you, corner. You guys ready to go down on the corner? Down, down in the street. Where we piss into the corner. <laughs> this is Dave's trivia <laughs> corner, where the point of this corner is for you to go. Oh, neat! Boom! We're getting it. We're finally getting it. You trick chain. I've been freed. All right, I got I got quite a bit. After ten thousand years, I'm free. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Eman. Oh, Uh, the plot of the movie is based on a bedtime story director M Night Shyamalan wrote for his kids. Yeah, this is in the credits. Yeah, that's sweet. Uh, the reason for this film's shockingly high budget, despite being set in one location, was because the apartment complex and the pool were built for the film. I hope- Some of this film was shot what in fuck? Levittown, Pennsylvania, at a Jacobson Logistics warehouse site. Um, the set built on the warehouse site includes the apartment complex and a half-city block of row houses. Occasional footage was shot inside the overflow area of the warehouse. Most of the filming was completed after Jacobson wor- Jacobson's work hours. What the fuck? Yeah, so they built the entire complex in the pool. That's fucking wild. That seems like a waste of money. Like, you couldn't find some place that looked good enough? Uh, That's crazy. I mean, it had a real isolationist feel to the movie yeah so like that kind of makes more sense uh that's uh not to interrupt your trivia corner um it's okay it's kind of rainy in this corner but (laughs) (laughs) if you watch uh the uh the the kubrick documentary on netflix uh they talk about how he would do stuff and specifically play stuff off camera so even though the audience wasn't seeing it it still gave a feel and I think that that's interesting in in movies, like because because like like weird, profound, uh, over the top directors do like a lot of that. Mm. Like, um, so if, like there's an actor like doing something, and they're supposed to feel like someone's standing behind them, even though you don't see it. They'll place someone there standing behind that right. that actor, and it so that 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 makes me feel like that's kind of what gave the movie its particular feeling. 
It, like, because it has this, isolated. this, this yeah. weird isolated feeling to it, which like tripped me out the whole movie. Go ahead. I mean, that all makes sense. That I now put to word, you know, because I did feel isolated. Mm. Um, I got more. Let's do it. Director M. Night Shyamalan adapted Lady in the Water, originally a bedtime story, into an actual children's book. It was released on the same day as the film. So he had a book as well. Why am I aspiring to be M. Night Shyamalan? I think I love him more than I thought I loved him. (laughs) Just like as a person and like the way he's been doing things, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I was reading more of the the trivia that I totally know and not... Uh, Kevin Costner was considered for the role of Heap. However, Paul Giamatti accepted the part before the co- they contacted Costner. Giamatti was the first option anyway. So it could have been Kevin Costner. That would have been a weird fucking movie. Yeah, that, yeah, that would have been weirder. I, I love Paul Giamatti in this. I love Paul yeah, Giamatti in pretty much everything, but I loved him in this. According to the book, The Man Who Heard Voices, or How M. Night Shyamalan Risked His Career on a Fairy Tale, one of the reasons why Shyamalan decided to part with Disney was because Disney president developer Nina Jacobson took her son to a party instead of staying home to read the script for The Lady in the Water. Shyamalan had it personally couriered to her, and to add insult to injury, she did not like it anyway. Shyamalan went off in a huff and the creative differences he reportedly had with Disney was that he had simply felt there was nothing creative about Disney anymore. He took the script to Warner Brothers instead, but without the visual marketing campaign that Disney promoted his other films with and Lady in the Water 2016 was a box office flop. 2006. Six, yeah, 16. Why is it six? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa, what? That's interesting. Yeah. You got any more? Uh, the band playing at the party is Silvertide. Oh, okay. That's the name of the band, if you want to look them up. Weird. I thought they looked familiar. I, re- I remember them. Do you? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Under the credit music score programming, the name Chris P. Bacon appears. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's my last one. Huh. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> mm, delicious. Yep, that's all for the corner that I had. Dave's <laughs> Trivia Corner! Huh, that's neat! I like that. Let's keep that. <laughs> I thought maybe he adapted it from an actual no, fairy tale. No, it's like all from his head case. I think that makes me happier. All right, well, <laughs> you guys ready to rate this? <laughs> I'm ready. You ready? I mean, I could probably talk another hour about it, but yeah, we can. Ugh. So much depth, man. Uh, come, on. Gonna... Come, come on. Like, do you agree or disagree with me? I gotta I got know. Like, regardless of how the movie came off, do you agree or disagree that there is a lot of depth to it? There's a lot of possible depth. I feel <laughs> like it, it did, just didn't, it didn't um, hit the notes that it needed to, to actually, like, show you the depth of the void that 
were the the themes that were in this movie, right? Because like the whole the whole point of Heap's background is that he's like super sad and like is uh this healer that refuses to heal people because of his of his tragedy. Mm-hmm. And it's like it only is brought up like three times. So like it's not really a part of his character. For eighty percent of the movie it's not part of his character. And it's not even hinted at in those in that eighty percent of the movie. Right? Like he's just like going around and asking people questions and talking to people and like mm-hmm. It's like, here's this character's motivation. Now we're going to ignore it for most of the movie until we need to bring it up again. Instead of it being a driving force of everything the character does, it's ignored for the most part. Yeah, but I, I also feel that works with the characterization, though, because like he himself is there to try to ignore it. Yeah, I just disagree with that. Like, it's okay. just, I just don't think it... I don't think it was done right, and I don't think that's a valid characterization. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, that's just, like I said, it's just an opinion, but I, I think this movie's like a six because it, it looks good and the story is interesting. Uh, the acting is good. Um, but I, I feel like there were some serious failings in this, in this script. Uh, and, I don't know. I just can't overlook them. Like, just the... There's a lot of, like, talking about, like, the different characters and stuff and how they fit together and, and stuff, and it's and it's set up to be a twist. But you can tell that it's set up to be a twist, because it's like, oh, we know that he didn't pick the right people, because it's obviously Reggie, and it's obviously the kid. And, like, the, the one that was... Uh, they Chekhov gun, Chekhov's gunned it, but they didn't like give you any clues as to to the initial pick being wrong was the guild because like that's the first people you see in the movie is is the sisters right yeah and, but like that's the only time you see them that, that until later yeah and it's like i mean that's like the most ridiculous Chekhov's gun ever but like it could have very well just been like random people that are in the first scene that are not brought back later because mm-hmm. that happens a lot right it's not until you figure out that you know there's supposed to be a group of people and you're like okay what are the groups of people where we've shown the fucking potheads like four times yeah so it makes sense for the potheads to be one of the groups yeah we've only shown the sisters once and it wasn't even actually seven sisters it was five sisters and two random chicks from two other families in the fucking building yeah that were also sisters uh so i actually <laughs> forgot i do have a problem with that yeah. Because uh, I actually forgot that the stoners weren't still the guild at yeah. the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, the stoners 100% should have actually been the guild. Like, he should have gotten that one right. Yeah. But he didn't. And that's not right. That That is a, like, that kind of stuff in the movie bothers me. And like I said about earlier about, like, Paul Giamatti's character, wonderfully acted, poorly written. Um, the 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 climax scene where he heals her is fantastic yeah that scene is fucking great i'm making a face like i just heard the nastiest riff yeah he is (laughs) uh fucking great scene um but like 
that depth of character is missing for 75% of the movie. There's like a really good scene when she info dumps his background on you. Uh, when that happens and he like asks her not to bring it up ever again, like that is like a really like that is how the character should have been the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like that moment, you know, and there's like a brief glimpse of that when uh, Leeds is the guy, Leeds is the guy, uh, he's like, I know about your family, blah, blah, blah. And like, you see this look on Giamatti's face and it's like, that's what I wanted to see in the character the whole movie. Right. Yeah. And it's just not there. Yeah. You know, and like, that's the problem that I have with like the, the whole way the whole movie is written. Cause like the whole movie feels that way. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, I, I just think it's poorly written. I mean, that's, that's it. Like, I, I think the, like I said, I think the acting and the, the DP did a good job and the effects are good for the time. And, but the, the writing is not great. The plot is fine, even. Like, it's, it's a fucking, you know, fairy tale. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with fairy tales. Um, it's just the, from point A to point B, there's like this fucking mess that's wonderfully acted and shot, but it's still a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give it a six. Russell. I think this is the most we've disagreed on a movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, sometimes you'll be like, this movie's bad. And I'll be like, this movie's bad, but it makes me laugh or I enjoy it or yeah. something. But like, I I think I actually enjoyed uh, Paul Giamatti's character and the way he was played off. Um, and, the, and, and the scene with Leeds is really good. And I th- I think because the way it's written it gives more levity to the the three really good scenes with Paul Giamatti you get yeah. where she brings it up he talks to Leeds and his monologue and where he heals her at the end and his monologue is like it's weird like it fits the rest of the movie i think because the whole fucking movie is weird but he's like talk he's not talking to anyone else in the room like and i think that's the part that weirds me out but i also think that's what makes it so impactful is like he's talking to himself like he's having a conversation with himself and it doesn't matter who else is there because it's a conversation he's needed to have with himself for a long time and i i don't know it was it was painful like it hurt um just like fucking Haley Joel Osment in the car with his mom. Like, why Oof. you keep doing this to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh just, you saying that scene makes me hurt. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, um I, I don't think by any means this is M Night's strongest movie. Uh I I think he peaked real early. Um <laughs> I haven't seen the visit. Uh some we watched a trailer uh for it, which yeah. Kind of makes me regret that we picked it, but we'll see what happens or how it plays out. Um, I, I don't know. I just this movie's weird. Like it's it's just one of those weird movies that I just like am like was struggling with the entire movie on whether or not I 
like loved it or disliked it or like and i still like i mean i like i think it's a good movie it's just real fucking weird mm. um but i am going to give it a 7.5 um i agree with you on the guild uh i think that the guild should have been the stoners yeah uh it didn't like he should have at least gotten one of them right like yeah uh you know i agree with that uh and it should have been that one like the other ones made sense that he was wrong about it did it definitely made sense that he was wrong about being the guardian which also hurts because he couldn't guard his family either yeah oh that's true yeah so I just I don't know I think there I think there's a lot of depth I think it's yeah. worth watching. Um, they didn't hit on that enough. Yeah, it should have been like he wanted to be the healer, or he wanted to be the guardian. He wanted to be the guardian. He wanted to be the guardian because he couldn't have protect his family. Yeah, but and like he, they should have hit on that, but they yeah. didn't. It was just like uh, I, mean, I can't protect you either. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and I agree with that. Uh, the movie could have been a lot better. Um, I think if he did it now after all the experience he's had um maybe it would have been better yeah uh you know but i for what the movie is uh 7.5 i think it's worth watching you got to go into open-minded and you got to not be tired (laughs) (laughs) you might fall asleep because it's just one it's just like it's slow there's yeah there's a lot of exposition yeah it's like through weird conversations yeah and weird scenes yeah and I, and I like all of that. I'm a fan of all of that. Like, I like weird movies. Like, yeah. I, li- I like movies that don't follow the algorithms. I, I like when... I, I liked that nobody questioned him because I'm so tired of the reluctant hero. Mm. Like, I, it's part of the hero's journey. It's part of the writing. Like, it's... But, like, sometimes it just goes on too long. Like, I only need one sentence where the, the hero's like, I don't know that I'm this guy. Or like the tw- the twist in the movie, like you know the guardian, you know he he is the guard, he thinks he's the guardian, he wants to be the guardian, and then he's not. Like you know that's another that's a good way to twist the reluctant hero. Um, I'm just so tired of like two acts of the main character being like, no, I'm not the chosen one. A it can't season be and me. a half of Iron Fist. Uh, <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> I I just like. I don't know. Could have been better. 7.5. Okay. I think it's worth watching. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dave. Yeah, you are. Dave. Uh, So, I watched this movie a couple weeks ago, and uh, when I told Russell, like, I'm not watching this again, it was kind of a joke. I would have, but uh, (laughs) it is... Then your internet went out? (laughs) Then my internet went out. Now I can't watch anything. Um... Like, like I said earlier, uh, coming into this movie, I just remember seeing the trailer when it came right. out a long time ago, and I could have swore that trailer made it seem like a horror movie yeah, or something more like that. So yeah. I had that kind of in the back of my mind going into this movie. And that kind of like, it was kind of jarring when I'm like, oh, this is not what I thought it was at all. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mind that it was like a, you know, a fairy tale story, but it was real slow in parts. It didn't didn't quite grab my attention through everything. Pretty much everything Shane <laughs> said, I agree yeah. with, and also Russell. Like I agree with both of you guys. So I'm going to give it a six and a half. 
Okay. I liked it more than Shane. I didn't like it as much as Russell did. <laughs> it's definitely not M. Night's strongest movie. Oh, no. But I didn't hate it. Like, reflecting on it now, as you guys are talking about, I'm like, okay, I liked it a little bit more than I thought. Because I'm a, I'm, a I'm a big nerd. I'm a fantasy nerd. I can get behind, you know, fairy tales and fantasy stories. But, I don't know. Just part of it just didn't hit right. Yeah. So. Six and a half. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode of DQP Does, where we watched and talked about Lady in the Water. Next week, we are doing The Visit. Uh, Who are we visiting? The grandma and Grandpa. Grandma and Grandpa. Oh, I see them every day. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be a fun treat. Not your Grandma and yeah. Grandpa. Uh, thank you. Fully weird, <laughs> yeah. fucking grandma and grandpa. But it's got Catherine Hahn in it, and that makes me happy. It does. She's awesome. Yes. Uh. So yeah, that'll be next week. Uh. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Lady in the water. Paul it was just okay. Oh, oh! I, I stepped on you. You do nah, it. You it's do it fine. Now. It's fine. That, that'll <laughs> I mean, work. I don't, I don't really think Shane committed to it. So, like, if we want to, want to redo it. No, do I'm, it again. No, nope, that was it. <laughs> do it again. That's the one. That's the take. <laughs> All right. That's the take. <laughs> Fuck it. We're doing it live. This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.